Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's May 3rd, 2019. Spring season's in full swing now. We're about three or four weeks into spring season. We just put out our first part of our first impressions. So go check that out. Uh, you know what? I don't have like, I, I'd have like, so like last week, last weekend, I put like an hour long newscast and a lot of people seem to like that. I don't, I don't ever intend for those to be an hour. I only intended these to be like, at first I only intended for these to be like 15, 20 minutes. And then they started becoming 30 to 40 minutes and then they started becoming 45 minutes. I don't know. Now I just don't care. After that, I'm just going to do it and we're going to, we're going to go. This one's not going to be that long because I don't have a lot of news. I just want to get some hype stuff out of the way and uh, do the things I normally do. And then at the end, I got like an opinion piece on all the things that are ending and adaptations and all that stuff. Just to kind of talk about, we're gonna talk about the Sonic movie and then we're gonna go from there, okay? And I'll let you know before I get into it and then we'll take a little break in the middle like always. Okay, here we go. Uh, first of all, I wanna dedicate this episode to Peter Mayhew, the original actor who played or the actor who originally played Chewbacca in the Star Wars films, he recently passed away. He is an old guy, you know. He's, I mean, a lot of them are old. So it's like, oh, man, it really sucks. But, yeah, shout-out to Peter Mayhew. This episode's for you, buddy. Love you. Uh, for nerds everywhere. Boom. Okay, let's go over the right stuff sales, yeah? There's a weekly special going on right now, and I think – I don't really know how weekly specials work because I, sh- I really should shop on Right Stuff more often. I think it goes till Saturday. So when you hear this, it should still be going on today. But there is a the, – uh, the weekly special is select Gundam and select Nozomi Entertainment titles. That is like – there is a bunch of Gundam stuff and then a bunch of Nozomi Entertainment titles, which is – Nozomi Entertainment, like they are an American licensor and they actually – Picked up a bunch of titles from ADV when ADV went out of business. But um, Please Teacher on Blu-ray. Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin on Blu-ray. A bunch of volumes of Origin. Uh, Please Twins on Blu-ray. Lots of Blu-rays, you guys. Lots of DVDs and their Blu-ray counterparts. G Gundam Collection 1. I think there's other G Gundams on here, too. Uh, Collection 2. Jinjo Romantica. Uh, Nozomi Entertainment also redid... Uh, or not redid, but relicensed to for the public for Nadesco to come out on DVD and Blu-ray, so that's on here too. Uh, Memory of Eden, Gundam Double Zero, Collection One and Two on DVD and Blu-ray. Sweet Blue Flowers, man, there's a ton of stuff. Even even like the soundtracks to um, a lot of these titles that I'm mentioning, like are on here, like the CD. So like if you're into the soundtrack, uh, the Glory of Losers manga. Gundam Wing, The Glory of Losers, Volume 1, 2. I'm seeing 1, 2, 3, 4. Here's a Thunderbolt manga, Volume 4, Gundam Thunderbolt. Mobile Suit Gundam MS Eggloo. I've never watched that. I heard it was kind of weird, <laughs> but I remember mentioning it on my podcast a while ago. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, the OF MS Team, is a pretty good one. That's on Blu-ray, the whole series on Blu-ray and DVD. Here's Nadesco. Mobile Suit Gundam Movie Trilogy on Blu-ray. There you go bunch of Gundam and Nozomi titles on here so even build fighters and build fighters try so hit that up El Hazard the Wanders man that's an old one El Hazard I remember I never finished that but I remember I started watching it like 
when I was younger. But that is like quintessential 90s style. Like you just look at it and it just looks 90s. Uh, Gasaraki. Uh, I've mentioned that on the podcast before. Got Alice. So yeah, check that out. Okay. Also, there is also um, there's a limited time sale happening for Pokemon items only. I don't know how long this is going. I think it's a weekend thing. But for a limited time, you get an average savings of 33% off if you're getting Pokemon stuff. And then there's a new t-shirt and things like that. Also, by the time you hear this, it might be a little too late but because it'll be, you know, already towards that time. But on May 5th, so that's Monday, no, that's Sunday, May 5th and May 7th and 8th, they're going to be showing in U.S. theaters Code Geass, Lelouch of the Resurrection, Resurrection, as you would say. Or I don't know. It's like the way it's like there's a semicolon right there. But anyway, uh, May 5th is the sub, and then the 7th and 8th is the dub. So if you just go to Funimation Films, you can find a theater that will be uh, showing it. Uh, But the weekend self-write stuff is May the Space Be With You. So there's a bunch of space sci-fi stuff on sale. Ado Galaxy Express 999, Blu-ray and DVD, Space Runaway Edeon on Blu-ray, Crest of the, of the Stars. Uh, I think that's just the DVD, though. I don't know if there was a Blu-ray release rad. The old Captain Harlock, the manga, the, the classic Captain Harlock, True Tenshi Muyo, Star Wars Lost Stars, which is a manga. Um, I've never read that, but I've heard it was pretty cool. Uh, I might have to check that out. Halo Fall of the Reach DVD is only six ninety nine, and the Blu-ray is fifteen fifteen ninety eight, so sixteen bucks. That's pretty good. Knights of Cydonia Complete Collection, Astro Lost in Space, Outlaw Star Collector's Edition Blu-ray and DVD is sixty bucks instead of a hundred. So I mean, kind of have to hop on that that joint. Yeah. So there's your rights of anime weekend update. So check that stuff out. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get into, like, the non-anime stuff, and then I'll get into the anime stuff, which isn't, like, a whole lot. Like, I got a lot of hype stuff already. Like, a lot of the hype stuff I mentioned already is, like, coming up in summer season and fall. So if you go on my anime list, you can check those out. But, yeah, I'm going to do the non-anime stuff first, and then we'll do a break, and then get into the anime stuff, and then we'll get into my opinion piece about Sonic and adaptations and all that stuff at the end, okay? Uh, Well, okay, so this next thing that I'm going to say is not really... It's not news, <laughs> but I wanted to bring it up because I forgot to bring it up when we did the Alita episode, but the video came up on my my Facebook feed the other day, and I had totally forgot about it. So, But if you look up the company called Open Bionic, they did this thing where they made Bionicle, not Bionicle, but Bionic, you know, robotic Bionic prosthetics for disabled children. And they made them look like the Alita's arms from the movie, which was badass. So, like, they they gave them, they donated them to this one, this one young girl. I think she was probably like 13 or 14 years old who was missing her right arm. And it looks like that not, it, it was the initial body that the doctor, Ido, uh, had given her. So it was, like, white with, like, that ivory design in it and everything. It looked really cool, and they invited her to the red carpet and stuff like that. I don't know. Just look up that video. It was really feel good. It was really fucking cool. You know, it, it comes from a manga, and, they you know, they did all this stuff, and that's just really awesome. It's like when anime inspires real-world stuff. It's always really fucking cool. So anyway, 
not really news. It's kind of old news, but I just had to bring that up because I, I, I came up with my feet. I was like, oh, I have to say this because, like, I want to tell people about this. But, yeah, no, look it up. Just look up Open Bionic Alita collab, like, on YouTube or Google. It's really fucking cool. Uh, Bethesda is giving away a free PC if you go to their Twitter. If you go to the 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 not the Bethesda Twitter, well, probably the Bethesda Twitter, but also the Rage Two Twitter, the game Rage. I think it's at Rage Game. You can follow and retweet the tweet about this PC that they're giving away. But the cool thing about it is that the PC is built inside of a Dreamcast that they painted black with a symbol from the game on the top of it. And they even tweeted a picture of it, like, plugged in and working. And, like, all the parts that are in the PC are, like, or in the in the Dreamcast casing, rather. All the PC parts are, like, retailed altogether, like, almost $600. So it's not, like, a super, like, mega powerful PC like most PC gamers probably, you know, have built or use. But it was powerful enough to run Rage 2. So, I mean, it's a decent computer that they're giving away. So you should look that up. Um, on Twitter, it's, it, that's just like a fucking cool nerdy thing. Like any any kind of you know giveaways like that are cool, but this was like it's just especially cool because for some reason they took a Dreamcast, painted it, and gutted it, and then put a PC in it, built a PC in it. It's super dope. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night finally gets a release date. Yo, they just released a new trailer revealing the new design and new look of the game. Um, the art style is still the same, but they like changed the costume of the main character. They updated some of the graphics, you know, it, it, back in 2015 is when it kickstarted and there was major delays happening, you know, up and down, but it finally has a release date for June 18th on PS4, Xboner, PC via Steam and GOG. And then a week later on June 25th, it'll come out for the switch. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, I did a bloodstained let's play of the 8-bit version like the prequel 8-bit game that they made on steam on anime summit extra so you can look that up i think it's called curse of the moon bloodstain curse of the moon super sick super super sick game so i'm excited for this if you're in if you know if you're into koji igarashi's stuff which is castlevania if you're into castlevania or metroidvania games at all you know definitely check out bloodstained um after he left konami this is what he started working on so that's super dope um, I do have an update. Remember a couple months ago, I talked about the nominees for the, uh, video world video game hall of fame. Uh, there was a bunch of, there was, I think there was like over 20 nominations. And then that number was brought down from like a hundred, nom- brought to from like a hundred nominations. But the, they always induct about four to six games every year. The last couple of years, it's been four, but the four games this year that got inducted were colossal adventure on the Commodore 64 uh microsoft solitaire uh the first mortal kombat the arcade version of mortal kombat and super mario kart super nintendo super mario kart shout out shout out to i was saying remember too i was saying i was like man kind of hope they put super mario kart in there it has to be it's a classic it's brought many people together you know just like mortal kombat has obviously too but super mario kart man memories of super mario kart that's what's up um there was a mysterious video uploaded onto youtube uh prima games put out an article about it but it's a it's almost it's like a teaser and it's pretty much left for dead now i don't know if that means this is going to be a left for dead 3 but it's a it's it's a left for dead trailer teaser for sure i don't know if it's going to be like left for dead 3 or if it's going to be like a 
another like HD remaster compilation of one and two or some dumb shit like that. Hopefully it's Left 4 Dead 3. Many people have been asking for Left 4 Dead 3 for forever. Okay, Left 4 Dead 2 came out forever ago. I think it came out like 2012, right? 2011 around then. But yeah, excited for that. Hopefully that's something because the latest zombie title, Day is Gone, I think it's called. Apparently that game wasn't that good, (laughs) which sucks because it looked super cool. But yeah, kind of had that Dead Island reaction where Dead Island like looked like a really fucking cool game, and then it turned out to be a crappy game. But yeah, that sucks, man. Damn. But yeah, Left 4 Dead. I like. I hope it's Left 4 Dead three. I'll if anyone plays Left 4 Dead two right now. I don't have it installed, but I will reinstall it so we can play. If you want to play, let's play. Speaking of which, too, you know I play a lot of fighting games, and I I play Dragon Ball Fighters, and uh. Undernight and Birth, Skullgirls, and uh, them fighting herds. Those are the ones I'm playing right now. I actually haven't played them in months, but if anyone on the Discord or any of you listeners want to play, I have those on Steam. So if you want to play, let's play, yo. Maybe I can record it and put it on uh, Anime Summit Extra. All right, we're gonna get into the anime. I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of super crazy anime news. Uh, just like little cool things here and there. But before that, we're gonna take a quick break. Thank you. Check that out for me, okay? And also, go to links.animesummit.net. You know what it is. Links.animesummit.net. You can find our Discord, our Twitter, Instagrams, YouTubes, and all that fun stuff. Also, if you go to Amazon.com, go in the search bar, type in Anime Summit uh, Podcast or Anime Summit T-shirts. You can buy some merch there. We got T-shirts. That's all we got so far. I'm actually currently working on stickers and a bunch of other cool stuff, so... Booyah! Hook that up. Okay, hook it up with the with the Amazon, would ya? So anyway, let's get into the anime news. Um, the <laughs> This thing is fucking cool. So, Weekly Shonen Jump released its first anthology. Well, I mean, they've had, they've released anthologies before. But, they released this huge special collection of 44 different series in one giant book. And it's 2,264 pages of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. Um, mangas ranging from My Hero to Promise Neverland to Boruto. Uh, I think Haikyuu, Seven Deadly Sins is on there now too. It, it's it's this man. Like I'm looking at the photos and it's 13 centimeters thick, which is five inches thick. And it weighs about seven and a half pounds. It's this like big, you ever see those encyclopedia dictionary, crazy dictionary books, things like at the library. It's like that. Like it's super thick, super cool. And it's really funny too, because on the spine, the very, very, very thick spine, you can see a one printed on the spine. Uh, which means they're probably going to make uh, a second one of these, which might even be thicker. But it's called the Shonen Jim Manga Special Commemorative Edition, and it contains the first chapter of each of their of their properties. Uh, so you can, yeah, first chapter of One Piece, first chapter of My Hero, Hunter Hunter, 
Ayuranosaurus, Seven Deadly Sins, Quintessential Quintuplets, Haikyuu, Food Wars, all that. All that in a bag of chips. For real, for real. Check it out, dude. It's fun, fucking funny. Speaking of books, though, speaking of huge-ass books, apparently, and I know this, okay? And I'm a big tabletop person, okay? I'm a big tabletop bitch. But, like, I did not know that Konami was making a Metal Gear Solid board game. Apparently, they've been working on it for a while, and it's going to come out, like, this summer, I think. But it comes with this big, and I saw the photos of this, too. It's <laughs> it's coming out with this big 2,000-page script. And if you look at it, you can tell the paper is, like, the same kind of paper they use in, in dictionaries, that really thin paper, kind of uh, stone-colored paper, white stone-colored paper. And it's this big, huge 2,000-page script that you read as you're playing the game. So, like, when you get to certain points and events as you're playing the game, you're encouraged to read from the script and immerse yourself in the world and of the tactical tactical espionage game that is Metal Gear. So, like, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Like, And it's like, you ever see the dictionary, right? It's got, like, those little, not on the spine, but on the opposite you know, on the side of the book where the pages are. You're in, like, a dictionary. It's got those, like, slits cut in it, those little finger pinky-shaped slits where it has, like, A, B, C, D, E. So you can, like, you know, go right to a letter when you're opening a dictionary. It's got those on the side of it, which are probably markings for, like, major turning points or chapters or events as you're playing the game, which is fucking crazy. It's just fucking funny to me. So if you're a Metal Gear Solid fan, you should look out for that. Some of those board games are sick. Like the Resident Evil board game, super sick. Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was hilarious. You should you should check that out. Um, oh, for also too quickly, I want to mention this. I don't get to talk about Y Shorts that often, <laughs> but uh, you know, on the newscast, I have an opportunity to. Uh, they're you know doing really good in trying to like hop on the most popular anime. So like. And I wish I would have mentioned this when I started doing the newscast, like, you know, kind of doing updates on new sets and stuff. But, like, they did, like, a Goblin Slayer set, which I didn't know about. And then they did a review Starlight one. So that's super cool. But, like, new, I was looking it up, and their new sets that are coming out are uh, they're doing Alicization, obviously, because they do every SAO, you know. They do every SAO set. They're doing a, a Godzilla one from, like, the Netflix the Netflix adaptation, and they're doing uh, Bunny Girl Senpai. Trial Deck and Booster comes out the same day. I think it's in June. So if you want to get into White Schwartz and you're into Bunny Girl Senpai, oh, and JoJo's. I think it was JoJo's Golden Wind. That comes out the summer too in June also. So if you want to if you want to hop on that, you should. If you want to hop on White Schwartz, now's the time. Bunny Girl Senpai and JoJo's. All right, here we go. More anime news. California's Fanime to host character designer... Toshihiro Kawamoto. The Fanime Convention announced on April 9th that it will host anime and character designer Kawamoto as a guest this year. He's a co-founder of Bones Animation Studio, and he's a character designer best known for his designs in Cowboy Bebop, Wolf's Reign, Gundam 0083, Golden Boy and Origami, Blood Blockade Battlefront, Escaphone in the Movie, FMA, Eureka 7, Brotherhood, FMA Brotherhood, Nadia, Secret of the Blue Water. So please... If any of my listeners are going to Fanime, which is going to be in San Jose, California, May 24th, May 27th, if you're going to Fanime, please 
tell me, I will send you like a print or a picture or something I have of any of these animes and see if you can get that signed for me, okay? <laughs> By this guy. That'd be super dope. I'll send you a Y Schwartz card of, of one of these animes, maybe. Oh, never mind. I don't have any anime with uh, or any Y cards of these animes. But anyway, I will send you fucking something, okay? Get it signed for me. If you do that, I will. I will. I won't send Smokey over there to poop on your house, okay? Uh, Neptunia Shooter. Okay, this is hilarious. I have to bring this up because I know there's a lot of Neptunia stands that I have as listeners, okay? Uh, Neptunia Shooter was like, it's, it's like a side-scroller shooter, like R-Type, but horizontal. So, like, if you played R-Type or uh, Gladius, that's another one. Uh, or RX-Type, that's another one, too. It started out as a joke, like an April Fool's joke, but now it's like legit becoming a thing. So it's an 8-bit uh, horizontal shooter that's actually coming out on Steam May 21st. So it's called Neptunia Shooter. Look it up. The trailer's already out. If you want to hop on that Neptunia stands, hop on that May 21st. It's coming out on Steam, under Steam, the Steam bun. Disco Tech licenses new Cutie Honey and Yamushi Petal compilation films. Dude, that's what's up. Uh, New Cutie Honey is the one that came out in the like the nineties, I think, like late nineties. Yeah, New Cutie Honey and Yamushi Petal Reride. Their Discotech Media announced on Wednesday that it has licensed New Cutie Honey OVA series as well as Yamushi Petal Reride and Yamushi Petal Re Road anime films, and they're going to make compilation films of it and release them on Blu-ray disc on July thirtieth. And um, also revealed that it, it did a Blu-ray di- Blu-ray disc release of Lupin the Third: Blood Seal of the Eternal Mermaid, which was an anime special slated for July thirtieth. So that's super sick. I didn't even know there was a Lupin movie, a new Lupin movie coming out. Holy shit, that's hype! I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that shit. I'm gonna watch that shit and get back to you. Okay. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna move this to the end because that's kind of a big thing. Uh, Academy reveals eligibility rule changes for animated feature film, short film categories. The Academy Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced on April 23rd that it has changed the rules for animated feature film category, removing the requirement that eight eligible animated features have theatrical releases in a single calendar year for the category to be activated. In addition, nominations voting is automatically open to members in the short films and feature animation branch, while other members must opt in to participate in the nominations voting. Uh, Mamoru Hosoda and Studio Cheese's anime film Mirai was nominated in the animated feature film of the 91st Academy Awards, but it did not win. It lost to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I think is pretty fair. But anyway, I, you know, I've said this before in the podcast, when even when, when Black Critic Eye was on. The Academy Awards, man, they're a bunch of hooey. It's a bunch of bup kiss. I don't know, man. It's a bunch of crap, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, Ryu, Ryoko Ikeda, he is the creator of Rosa Versailles manga, which apparently is a really great manga. But there was this 2018 Spanish language like mystery psycho thriller film called Everybody Knows that came out last year, like late 2018 last year. And it has Penelope Cruz, Javier Bardem, and some other people in it. And Ryoko Ikeda, the mangaka, drew a picture to promote the film and she he they did uh 
Penelope Cruz's character and having Javier Bardem's character as like a watercolor painting in their their staple style. And it just looks really weird. The only reason I bring it up is because like Penelope Cruz looks like Penelope Cruz in it. She just looks I think her eyes look a little like not cross eyed, but the other way. What's opposite of cross eyed? Where like one eye is going left and the other one's going right. The right one's going right and the left one's going left. It kinda looks like that. It looks kinda goofy. I'm gonna set that aside so I can post it in Discord for you guys. It's fucking funny. Remind me, okay, when you hear this, when you're listening to this, tag me on Discord and remind me. I'll post it for you. Um, Hibiki Euphonium Ost Finale anime film listed with July screenings in the U.S. So, Mac, this means you. And also other Hibiki Euphonium uh, stands out there. Kyoto Animation, second of two new films in the Sound Euphonium franchise, is going to be screening. So, if you go to Fathom Events or you go to AMC or Fandango, which I fucking... I fucking love Fandango. Um, if you go there, you can look up screenings. It should start July 11th for English subtitles. And then th- it also lists July 15th screenings with English dub. So, I mean, that's that's pretty sick. You know, if, so if you're a fan of either or, just check out. Go to Fathom Events or Fandango. Look up Hibiki Euphonium or Sound Euphonium Ost Finale, and you'll be able to find it. That's super hype. Anime films in U.S. theaters are always have fucking hype to me. Uh, Crunchyroll adds ReZero anime's English dub. So if you're into ReZero, I know there's a <laughs> there's a a new member of our Discord. Shout out to Austin Can. They were watching ReZero for the first time, and we were all trying to be like, "Oh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think?" You know how I feel about it. I did a whole fucking episode on it. But if you want to watch the dub, Crunchyroll has added it. So if you got a Crunchyroll account, do it, do it, do it, do it. Um. Okay, this is really funny. This was posted by someone in my Discord. I'm sorry, I forgot their name. But Zombieland Saga's Lily becomes example in UK Parliament talks on Twitter abuse. So they were talking about Twitter abuse and cyberbullying and whatever and some other stuff. And... Uh, the collision of cute anime characters and toxic furious arguments may be old news to anime fans, but on Wednesday, it reached Britain's parliament. It culminated in the extraordinary sight of the Scottish MP flourishing a picture of the character Lily Hoshikawa from Zombieland Saga, combined with an obscene slogan as she held up the picture. The same MP, Joanne Catherine Sherry QC of the Scottish National Party, used even worse obscenities in order to demonstrate the swamps of Twitter discourse. Yeah, dude. Social media is just toxic to begin with, but fucking Twitter arguments are the fucking worst. Um, but yeah, no, if you watch the video, you can find it like on C-SPAN or whatever. She's like just holding up this picture of Lily and just waving it around like, look at this. Like, you know, because like the picture had some obscenities written on it. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, <laughs> it was just really funny. I'm not going to go into like the reason why she had the photo because it's a bunch of toxic bullshit that I don't really want to talk about. I, I just want to talk about the act itself of her, of seeing Lily Hoshikawa on, you know, C-SPAN and uh, UK Parliament holding it up in the courtroom. It's fucking funny. Uh, Sony's Aniplex aims to start full-scale Chinese animation production. Japanese financial pa- newspaper Nikkei reported on April 19th that Sony... Music Entertainment's Anaplex subsidiary has established a Shanghai-based subsidiary with the intent of starting on full-scale Chinese anime anime production 
anime and animation production, as well as merchandise. That's crazy, man. You know what? When I started on this podcast in 2015, or when we started the podcast in 2015, you know, going through, like, the the seasonal charts and stuff, you would never really find that many Chinese shows, or you wouldn't find them at all. Now, in the past couple of years, I've seen at least one to three, you know, Chinese shows, like, every season. It's crazy. Um... But the Chinese animation market is projected to exceed 3 trillion yen, which is about $26.8 billion in 2019. That's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, you know, Chinese animation is, it, you know, it can be cool, but it, a lot of, sometimes it's hit or miss, you know? Like, uh, it, a lot of the art styles are kind of bad. I don't really like them that much. They almost seem like diet versions of what Jap- you know Japanese animators do or Japanese art designers do. I don't know. It's it's. I'm excited because you know if it's Anaplex getting behind it, then maybe we'll see some you know quality Chinese animation. Maybe we'll even review some in seasonal episodes and stuff. You know, you never know. So that's kind of exciting. That's gonna start in May. Um. Okay. Here we go. Here's my thing. All right. Here's the thing I want to talk about. The Sonic. Tra- <laughs> the Sonic trailer. Dropped on Tuesday, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, I gotta fucking clear my throat for this bitch. <clears throat> the Sonic trailer dropped on Tuesday. And so, like, I think the poster came out sometime last year before the holidays, right? Like, around November or so. The, that poster that's showing what he looked like came out. And everyone right away was like, this is garbage. He looks fucking weird. He looks goofy. He looks dopey as shit. Like, he looks fucking silly fucking silly i mean his design is all wrong okay other than him looking goofy as fuck his design is wrong right and i've said this before on the on the newscast i said it before you know his chops and mouth area is supposed to be bald it's not just supposed to be tan fur you know because hedgehogs they have their chops and mouth area sticks out so it doesn't have any fur quills on it his arms are also supposed to be bald um he's not supposed to have blue arms uh with blue fur and he's supposed to be wearing white gloves not have fur on his hands that are white you know what i mean it's just fucking weird it's just all around wrong um it looks goofy the reason i bring it up though and the reason i wanted to wanted to do an opinion piece on it is because jeff fowler the director tweeted yesterday at 4 p.m he tweeted this yesterday thank you for the support and the criticism the message is loud and clear you aren't happy with the design and you want changes it's going to happen Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic movie. Hashtag gotta fix it fast. Uh, <laughs> dude. Okay, but listen. Okay. Every time an adaptation of a video game or a beloved video game or an anime comes out via Hollywood, I'll say. There's going to be bitching. There's constant bitching all the time. And... Most of the time, that bitching is justified. At the same time, you got to kind of remember that things don't translate to the big screen very well. I've said that many times before. I've said it on the the Alita episode and the Ghost in the Shell episode many times before. Is that an excuse and does that make it suck less? No. No, it doesn't. Okay, and I, I get it. It still sucks, right? 
I think it just depends on what it is. You know, people don't know how to treat situations with nuance. You got to treat every situation separate from one another, every situation with nuance. Obviously, there's general things out there that are terrible, you know. And in this case, I think it's pretty unanimous that Sonic looked fucking goofy as fuck. And it was pretty unanimous that he looked terrible. But the fan outcry for this was not like... I'm sure there was some toxicity involved in some of the fans who were... I'm sure there was a lot of toxicity involved in a lot of the people who were bitching about it on Twitter and social media and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, but there was... Sonic is a beloved character. There was a video game for every generation out there, okay? For me, in my generation, it was Sonic 1 and 2 and 3 and Sonic and Knuckles on the Sega Genesis. For... For, and it was also Sonic Adventure, you know, a couple of years later. For people, other people, it was Sonic Advance on the Game Boy Advance. For other kids, it was Sonic Advance. It was it was um, Sonic Riders. It was Sonic Adventure Two Battle on the GameCube. You know what I mean? There's a Sonic game for every generation, and he's a beloved character now. You know, and when you when you have when you're a filmmaker in hollywood and you are taking you were adapting someone else's property you need to listen like you just need to listen and you need to really study the source material you know what i mean like for penguin the penguin drum episode me and nick you know spent spent a lot of time going into the themes and researching the themes and stuff like that and I can't help but wonder if some of these directors and some of these Hollywood bitches out here are doing the same thing. And it's like, well, it's a cash grab. They don't care. They just want to make money. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? These become box office bombs and they end up not making money because they weren't listening to us. And that's the thing, right? If you go to a McDonald's on 4th Street and then the next week you go to the McDonald's on 6th Street and you order the same thing but it tasted like garbage – you're just not going to go to that McDonald's anymore. You're going to go to the other one. You know what I mean? So it's like you, it, you stop supporting it, right? So basically what I'm saying is this. This is a good step forward. I don't think I've ever seen this before in my lifetime. And now that we have social media, you know, directors and actors and stuff, they can communicate to people better and obviously stuff like that. But imagine if we had this kind of attitude with the Super Mario movie. You know what I mean? Back in the day. Or if we had it with the Crying Freeman movie even. This guy heard the criticism and was like, we're going to change it. I understand the trailer's already out. I understand that the movie is going to come out at this time. But we're going to change this. And Sega and Paramount are committed to changing this. That's awesome. That's a good step forward. He's taking initiative. He's putting himself out there and going... Uh, yeah, I, I hear you guys. You guys are clearly, you guys clearly don't think this is okay. And, you know, the question's got to be asked. Who designed Sonic and then Jeff Fowler, the director, and some of the other creators of the movie and team on the, people on the movie saw the design and was like, okay, that's it. Like, those guys need to be fired, okay? <laughs> but, like, you know, it's it's kind of like you're always going to have bitching with adaptations. You're always going to have it. It's kind of like the thing, and, and this is not really news. I think I said this a couple of newscasts ago, but um, for those of you who don't remember or don't know, 
they casted a husky for Ayn for the Cowboy Bebop live action. Which really sucks because, like, the whole thing about Ayn is he's this little corgi and he's really cute. And I will say this, that it is harder. I think it's harder to find certain breeds of dogs that are on screen trained. Some are more expensive than others. Um, a Husky is one of those dogs that listens very well. They have a lot of energy and they're strong. So like you see a lot of, when you see a lot of on-screen dogs, you'll notice that a lot of them are golden labs, golden retrievers, border collies, Huskies, German shepherds, because they listen really well. And like all dogs listen really well. Don't get me wrong. But these dogs in particular, they have a lot of energy. They have a lot of strength and they, they're very, um, coded to commands and they train they're they're trained really well in 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 certain commands so to find one an on-screen trained dog that's a corgi i'm betting you netflix found one and it was just really expensive because you got to pay the owner you know what i mean you got to pay the the person who owns the dog however much fucking money to use the dog or use the animal in this case that's why if you're noticing those movies like there's that new movie coming out of dog's journey a lot of those breeds are dogs that listen very well or in, in the Homeward Bound movies, like in the '90s, or like by Disney, you know, it was a the main character is a golden retriever, and a lot of the dogs in the second movie were like border collies, uh, golden labs, uh, labradoodles, labradors, uh, basset hounds, things like that. You know what I mean? British bulldog, uh, American bulldog. They those big some of those bigger dogs and medium sized Bernese Mountain dogs those dogs listen you know what I mean they listen very well so I don't know it's really weird so basically what I'm saying is this okay this is what you got to do you got to go on Twitter and you got to go hashtag at Netflix hashtag hire a corgi now I know I've talked a lot of shit about Netflix for the past however many newscasts or podcasts that I've recorded. But think about it, right? Like, fucking, I don't know. Netflix just needs to give the property to someone else and just not do it. They should just not do it alone. There are certain things you don't touch, and I think Cowboy Bebop and Akira is definitely those properties you shouldn't make adaptations of. Now, does that mean anything? Does me saying that mean anything to anybody? Probably not, because they're still probably going to do it any fucking way. But when adaptations like this like come through, if we do enough outcry in a non-toxic way, maybe directors and filmmakers will take Jeff Fowler's, you know, example and be like, you know what? The fans know what they want. They're the consumers. We should listen to them. So basically my whole point is, is that's a, that's a big, that's a big thing. That's a big step forward. You know, the trailer was released. We said no. And the director's like, okay, we're going to change it. That's awesome. That's a good step forward. They're listening to us. He's listening to us. That's pretty cool. Let me know what you think, though. Okay? Go on. After you listen to this, you know, you know, maybe do some research on some of that stuff on live action adaptations and this and that. Like, you know, like with the Mario Brothers movie, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo said it was the worst thing they ever done. And they repeatedly got drunk on set just to get through it because they knew it was horrible. They knew it was stupid and not Mario-like at all. I mean, just think about it. Let me know. Let me know what you think. I'm always on time. If you go to Discord, go to linksonanimesummit.net and join the Discord and talk to me about it. I want to know what you think about all this stuff that's happening with adaptations and the future of adaptations and 
you know, clear, I just watched Endgame this past week too, and that's, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a great comic book adaptation. It really is. Even though it's its own universe and it's its own thing, it still did a lot of shout outs to the comics. You know, it did a lot of, it, it, it tried to stay true as much as it could while still keeping its overall plot together. And if it if it wasn't true to the comics in certain ways, they still did shout outs, little shout outs and homages to the comics in it. You know, they mentioned little things here and there. And that's what made it great. You know what I'm saying? So let me know what you think. Okay. And if you want to talk about Endgame too, spoilers, bitches be fighting in that movie. All right. Let me know what you think. Talk to me. Talk to me on Discord. At me on Twitter or at me on Discord. And let's talk about it. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, I, I love doing these newscasts. It's fucking great. The la- Last week I did a long one. I know this one's not as long this time, but I like doing these opinion pieces at the end because I like hearing what you guys have to say afterwards, you, after you listen to it and stuff. So have a good night. Have a good day. Whatever you're doing, listening on the radio, listening on your car radio at work or whatever. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.